You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. And welcome to the Radioactive Show, produced at the studios of 3CR Melbourne and heard nationally on the Community Radio Network. Hello and welcome to 3CR's Radioactive Show, produced at my home on unceded Wurundjeri Woiwurrung lands. I pay my respects to their elders past and present and welcome all First Nations people listening today. This land always was and always will be Aboriginal land and there can be no peace or justice here until the right of First Nations to sovereignty on their own lands is restored and respected. The Radioactive Show is distributed across these stolen lands known as Australia on the Community Radio Network and brought to you with the financial support of the Nuclear Free Collective at Friends of the Earth Melbourne. My name is AC. In today's show, I'm taking you out on the streets to protest the Quad meeting, where foreign ministers from the US, Japan, India and Australia met in Nam, Melbourne, to further develop their plans for war. The protest took place on February 10th, and included speakers such as Dave Ball, Deputy Secretary of the Maritime Union of Australia, Dave Sweeney, anti-nuclear campaigner from the Australian Conservation Foundation, Shirley Winton from the International and Peaceful Australia Network, or IPAN, and the Spirit of Eureka, Romina Betson from Campaign for International Cooperation and Disarmament, or CICD, and Dave Glanz from Solidarity. It was emceed by Phil Griffiths, who we'll hear from first. The way the government is presenting the Quad meeting as this is a a group of uh, uh, like-minded democracies that are about improving security and openness in the Indo-Pacific. This is an open and blatant lie. The purpose of the Quad is to get the greatest powers in the region together in order to contain and ultimately go to war with China. That's why the Australian, US and British governments signed the August deal to spend 90,000 million of our dollars on weapons that can do nothing, nothing to protect us, nothing for our safety or security. That's why the Australian and Japanese governments have just signed an agreement for the Australian armed forces to be able to be based in Japan without any extra uh, conditions and for Japanese military to be stationed in Australia so that they together can engage in military action against China. You don't have to like the Chinese government to realise that a war with China, a war by these major Western powers with China would be a catastrophe, a catastrophe for the Chinese people, a catastrophe for the Japanese people a catastrophe for the Taiwanese people, a catastrophe for the Australian people, a catastrophe for the world, and that's even if it doesn't go nuclear. We're dealing with the world's greatest nuclear-powered state. But just think for a minute what a nuclear war would involve. It It would threaten the very existence of humanity on this planet. And yet, This threat has not stopped the Americans from building more and more nuclear weapons year by year, more sophisticated weapons, more lethal. 
all with the aim of holding back a country that has dared to rise and challenge their economic uh, dominance in the world. So we're here to say we want no part of this militarist agenda, no part of war on China, no part of spending the resources of our societies on these weapons. So let's start with uh, Dave Ball from the Maritime Union. Fantastic union, long been associated with the cause of fighting militarism. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, comrades. Thanks, everyone. I'd like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people and pay my respects to the elders past and present. The MUA are proudly backing and supporting the Uluru Statement and the campaign to give the First Nations people a voice in our constitution. The MUA have been uh, anti the AUKUS um, policy and relationship from the start. We passed a motion at our National Council quite a while ago. Since that time, we've lobbied Unions New South Wales and Victorian Trades Hall to also pass a motion um, calling on this relationship to end and the money to be spent in a much better place. It's the role of unions to protect jobs and it's the role of unions to protect the people that do those jobs. In no way does AUKUS or, the, or, the, or this whole deal with nuclear subs going to do either of those things. It's, it's just no good for society at all. The MUA calls on the Morrison government, or let's hope not the Morrison government, the next Australian government, to spend this money on a national strategic fleet that will create jobs for Australians. A national strategic fleet that can be constructed and made out of the shipyards in Adelaide. We call on the Australian government to spend the money on health at a time when the pandemic has had such an impact on so many people and people are struggling for jobs. We call on the Australian government to spend the money on education so that everybody in Australia can get an equal right to education and can play a fulfilling role in society. The MUA are absolutely opposed to war. We've got a proud history where we fought against war. We stood beside Nelson Mandela. We stopped Pig Iron Bob from taking iron to Japan at the start of World War II. Lots of our seafarers lost their jobs in World War I and World War II. So we know how evil war is and the negative impact it has. We say no to AUKUS, we say no to nuclear subs, and we say no to the Morrison government. Thank you. Fantastic. Thanks, Dave. Um, I think Dave Sweeney is here. Dave's the uh, anti-nuclear coordinator for the um, Australian Conservation Foundation. Again, someone who's uh, made himself available for just about every anti-nuclear, anti-war action meeting, webinar, protest that I know about. So, Dave, over to you. Thanks very, thanks very kindly, and it's really good to be here on unceded uh, nation, Kulin Nations country here in Nam. It's really important to be here today. It's absolutely critical because events like this, they're small, but they're critical. They're like a pulse, and this is a pulse that sends transparency, accountability, decency, the expectation for things being done differently and better around the place. This is a key time, as you crew know. This is a key time for Australia. It's time for choice, for alignment and for attitude. We all know the world is tense. We all know there are shrinking resources, competing interests, and there's a lot of international tension. The question is, how do you respond to that? The question is, what do you do? And do you do a course of action that fuels uncertainty, division and competition? 
or do you look for inclusion and the rule of order and commonality? We strongly believe that military responses and conflict is the absolute last resort. It is not the first option. And so political positioning and positioning around uh, increasing militarisation is a really negative way to go. And it's really important for us to remind that other things are possible. It is not yet five months since Prime Minister Morrison surfaced out of the blue without consultation or warning and announced AUKUS. Massive military spends, locked-in military responses, the loss of our sovereign independent positioning on foreign policy and the environmental risk of nuclear subs and the Trojan horse that this provides for those who want to see a domestic nuclear industry. When the Prime Minister announced AUKUS, the head of the Navy, Vice Admiral Michael Noonan, described AUKUS as a decision that will no doubt change the shape of our nation. Well, we're citizens. We're not clients, we're not customers. We're citizens. And if there's shaping of the nation to be made, we should be involved in it. Now, it's no surprise that the military and the political drivers and beneficiaries of this defence spend, and we see it all the time. Next Tuesday in Adelaide, the American Chamber of Commerce and Industry in Australia is hosting a business luncheon at the Adelaide Convention Centre. It is titled Beyond Business Opportunities Beyond Submarines. Huge opportunities for Australia in critical defence capabilities. The former US ambassador is there. Uh, Northrop Grumman is there, Lockheed Martin is there, it's the cast of the usual suspects and they're putting out the bowl for massive amounts of military funding and we need to challenge this increasing military spending and posturing. Like we face a real crisis on our planet. The doomsday clock is being set at 100 seconds to midnight, the closest it's ever been and it's because of the twin threats of climate change and nuclear weapons and we need to address these not tool up more weapons, not ignore these things. And we have seen that there are opportunities. COVID and climate change have shown us that our world is interdependent, connected, vulnerable and shared. Today, millions of Australians will buy Chinese goods at Australian supermarkets. Today, Millions of Australians will lie on the couch, hit the button and watch the Beijing Olympics. And yet we have this posturing about inevitability of war and the banging of the drums of war and we can do better. We can do better than that. Climate change and COVID also offers us some clear lessons on the need for collective shared responses in the global good, not in isolated interests. And I think, you know, one of the clear examples of that was 15 years ago in this place, in Melbourne 15 years ago, just up the road at the Vic Parliament, ICAM was launched to say no to nuclear weapons. It's got a nuclear weapons ban. It's built connections. It's built momentum. And they're our sort of choices. We can build weapons or we can build opportunities for peace. We can use hard power and throw vast amounts of public money, which could be used for real human and environmental needs, into the ceaseless more of the weapons industry, or we can spend that to build and meet infrastructure and real human and environmental needs. We can address these things. Not $100 billion on subs that are going to increase uncertainty, risk and threat, that are probably going to be outdated by the time they hit the water, if they do. But $100 billion on renewable energy, on people, on public health, on the things that matter, on the things that count.
So they're our choices. We've made it. We're a small group today, but if you don't think a small thing can make a big difference, you haven't spent a night in a room with a mosquito. So let's get out there, keep buzzing, keep growing, and keep challenging. Because if our country is being shaped, then we can and must do better than the way it's being shaped. We are better than AUKUS. We are better than the military posturing pasture of, of Quad. We can play a much more significant, peaceful, constructive, cooperative role in this world. And so let's get out there and increase the dialogue, increase the scrutiny, and turn this into an issue and a discussion. Not a behind closed doors with closed minds set of policy settings with a blank check that is our money and our kids' future. So thanks so much for your effort in that journey. And bit by bit, we put the spotlight on this very dark industry. Cheers. That was Dave Sweeney speaking at the No Quad, No Orcus protest on Thursday 10th of February. You're listening to The Radioactive Show, produced on unceded Rundri Woiwurrung lands for 3CR and distributed across so-called Australia on the Community Radio Network. Back out on the street, Shirley Winton from IPAN and the Spirit of Eureka speaks out against AUKUS and the Quad meeting. So thank you, thank you, uh, Phil, for organising, initiating this rally and organising it. And thank you all for coming. Um, I think this is important. And I just want to reiterate what Dave said. We might be small at the moment, but this is a big movement that's going to grow. And we know from our own experience, many of us, who were involved in the war against the Vietnam War, knew it only started with a handful of small handful of people. And within five years, it grew. So um, it's really encouraging to have you all here, and especially it's encouraging to have the MUA and the RTBU here. Um, Unions are really important in the struggles for peace. Um, Unions led the big moratorium campaigns and against the war in Vietnam, Um, and played an absolutely critical role in Australia withdrawing troops from from, um, Vietnam. So thank you both for unions for coming. So I'm speaking on behalf of IPAM, Independent Peaceful Australia Network, and also Spirit of Eureka. So the US Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, meeting with Quad members has to be seen for what it really is. The beating of the drums of war and the preparations for another US-led war. The Morrison-Dutton government take their orders and, and follow, not blindly, quite critically, follow, uh, quite, they follow the US, Washington, and the US military-industrial complex. And that's whom they serve. They're serving the US military-industrial complex. Has our government, hasn't our government learned lessons from the disastrous 20-year US-led war on the people of Afghanistan. Less than six months after withdrawing from Afghanistan, we are being prepared to plunge into another US-led war, this time against China. As always, our government is in step with the US warmongers. Quad sends a warning to people of Australia and Asia-Pacific that preparations for a war against China are seriously underway. Most countries in the Asia-Pacific prefer not to have to choose between the US and China, but want a a peaceful region. This doesn't suit the US, whose economic hegemony in this region and the world is being challenged by China's economic rise and China's own ambitions in the region. The twin accord is AUKUS, Australia, UK and US military pact. 
again instigated by the US and fully supported by the, by the Australian government. The AUKUS military pact will siphon off hundreds of billions of dollars from needs of the people in health, education, social services, environment and urgent action to mitigate climate change. This is at a time of COVID epidemic, of overworked health workers and under-equipped and understaffed hospitals, shortages of rapid antigen, antigen tests. We are in a health crisis and yet we're spending billions on imperialist wars that will benefit only the big corporations and the military-industrial complex. We hear the constant government rhetoric, mantra, that AUKUS and Ford are necessary for the security of this country. Well, we say it is not the security and health of, the, of people and the environment that they're talking about that they mean. They mean the security of profits of big weapons corporations. We already know that nuclear subs will cost the people more than $100 billion through our taxes. Nuclear submarines in our ports risk the safety of people and the environment. IPAN and Spirit of Eureka call for the Australian government to pull out of Ford and AUKUS and start promoting an independent and peaceful Australian foreign policy that brings peace and justice in this region and independence from all big powers globally. So I should say um, that when we're calling for the Australian government, we're actually calling for the existing Australian government and the new, and whoever wins the next elections, to pull out of court and AUKUS. So thank you for coming. Thanks, Shirley. That's great. Okay. Hello, everyone. Can you hear me? Okay, good. Thank you. And thank you for the organisers and thank you, Claire, for inviting me. I'm Romina Betson from my campaign for International Cooperation and Disarmament, CICD which has been involved in peace and nuclear disarmament for the last 63 years. First, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we meet today and pay my respects for the elders past and present. Now, I don't like to repeat what previous speakers have said, but going to war with China I'm sure you have heard of a government given reason for going to war with China and one of the reasons is because we have to stick to our values and those values are shared with the Australian uh, alliance which is United States. Now thinking about these values, I've been thinking what are they? I mean looking at United States history, looking at Australian history, unfortunately it's not a very bright history. Just look at the, the, the treatment of their indigenous people, look at the stealing of their land, look at what they do to Aborigines today, let alone 200 years ago. Now going to war with China, we know that this is a US and it's US wanting to dominate, as previous speakers said, and dragging Australia to war. When it was first mentioned and when uh, it was during the time when United States pulled out of Afghanistan and we thought, I think I was uh, hopeful, I thought after all these disasters that they left behind 
In Afghanistan, Australia would not follow U.S. to another war, another disaster war, but they do, and they're proud of it. All we have to do is look at the history of wars that United States and Australia being involved with. At least in the last 100 years, the allies of Australia, United States and the United Kingdom, have taken Australian soldiers, Australian people to war for the last 100 years. And it has been disaster. And look at the last 30 years of United States war in the Middle East, in killing Muslims in these Muslim countries for the last 20, 30 years. And now United States is claiming that they want to protect the Muslims in China. Therefore, that is their human rights. So Australia would be willing to spend billions of dollars to, on, on uh, um, orcas, on subs, on a uh, quad, on a, uh, all the military that it needs, military uh, expenditure that it needs over a billion dollars, uh, willing to spend that, but go to war with China just to protect the interests of the United States. And that is who is pushing the wars. It is the military industrial complex. And the main organization that is pushing for war with China is Australian Strategic Policy Institute, ASPE has been demonizing China, has been uh, finding uh, every excuse, every uh, bit of uh, false information, accusing China of doing horrible things without a shred of evidence, not one single evidence that proves what they're saying about China is correct. And now, spending all that money and looking at what we are going through, it is madness. Look at nursing, look at health, education, uh, everything is just going down the hill. And more we are involved in wars, poorer are we going to get. And being involved with the United States, thinking that the United States will protect us in the event of we are attacked, we are dreaming, because that is not going to happen. So CICD says no to AUKUS, no to Quad, no to wars, no to any wars and not war to China. Thank you. That was Romina Betson from CICD. Next we hear from Dave Glanz of Solidarity. Let's look at the lineup. Anthony Blinken is here. Anthony Blinken is the US Secretary of State. He's a very significant player. He's been a significant player in US foreign policy for a long time. In 2003, when he was working for Joe Biden, he helped lay the ground for a vote for the invasion of Iraq, which was not rules-based and had nothing to do with human rights and dignity. He then went on to actually de de develop the plan to divide Iraq, the conquered Iraq, into three zones, which turned into a total disaster and effectively a rolling civil war, which still simmers on to this day. Of course, the Iraqi people were not consulted about this plan. It was imposed by US, British, and Australian imperialism. 
and then he supported the U.S. intervention into Libya, which contributed to Libya today continuing to be a land destroyed by civil war and, uh, and, and division. And then, when uh, the Republicans came into office, he went off into private business, set up a consultancy which specifically specialized in working with U.S. and Israeli uh, military and IT organizations, big corporations, helping them make more money out of the military-industrial complex. And he now owns a house worth $4 million. He has $10 million in the bank. And he's back here to lecture us on freedom. He's back here to lecture us on the, on the rule of law. He's a total hypocrite. Then you look at Marise Payne, the, the uh, foreign minister for Australia. She will talk about uh, freedom and dignity and the rule of law and about human rights. Well, it's not very well known, but she's also the Minister for Women. She had nothing to say when the rights of Brittany Higgins and the rights of Grace Tame were being trampled. She had nothing to say about the gross sexism built into the system of, of Parliament. She had nothing to say about the human rights of refugees, some of whom have been locked up now by the Australian government for nearly nine years. She has nothing to say about the human rights of indigenous children imprisoned from the age of 10 or 12 onwards in, rec in record numbers. But she will lecture us today and tomorrow about the importance of human rights and peace. And then there's the Indian foreign minister who is on record as supporting the military uh, occupation of uh, Jammu and Kashmir, the only Muslim majority state in, in India, which since 2019 effectively has been under military occupation by the Indian government. And scores and scores of people have been killed by the Indian military. And that fits a pattern of the Indian government in which he serves, fomenting gross and crude anti-Muslim hysteria. And on and on it goes. These are the people who tell us that they stand up for humanitarianism, for human rights and the rule of law, and they treat their own people like rubbish. So what they're united on over these two days of talks is not humanitarianism or human rights or the rule of law. They're united by a desire to contain control and ultimately defeat the influence of China. Because the Pacific is a funny old word because Pacific means peaceful. But the Pacific in practice is an ocean that's completely dominated by an imperial tussle for control. The United States for well over a century has controlled the Pacific. It has expected the right to be able to control the waters right up to the edge of China. And China's pushback in the South China Sea and the Taiwan Straits is a challenge to the U.S.'s control, to the U.S.'s prestige. And as a result, it's not just about controlling a bit of water in the Western Pacific. It's about who will be the major imperialist power in the 21st century. Will it be uh, the United States and its allies like Australia, or will it be China? And we have nothing to gain by taking part in this game and in this, in this conflict. Every imperialist war, a hundred years ago, uh, in the uh, trenches and the mud of France and Belgium, 
70 years ago it, across uh, a worldwide, worldwide conflict. Every time the imperialist powers go to war for control and for profit, working class people die and the stakes have become higher and higher in the nuclear age. And that's why the Quad and AUKUS are interlocking pieces of the same jigsaw puzzle. They involve slightly different imperialist players, but they are all part of containing and controlling China and laying the basis for a successful war. So that's why I conclude by saying we're standing here against the Quad, which many people haven't heard of yet. We're also standing here against AUKUS, but what we're standing against is a very simple idea. We should not let the rich and powerful rulers of this world send us to war, destroy us and the planet for their profits. No to imperialism, no to the Quad, no to AUKUS. That was Dave Glanz speaking at the No Quad, No AUKUS protest that took place in Nam, Melbourne on February 10th. To find out more about the AUKUS agreement, check out one of these two upcoming webinars. One is today at 11am Eastern Standard Time called Resisting AUKUS and War on China and includes internationally renowned intellectual Professor Noam Chomsky. On February 24th, No AUKUS Victoria Coalition will host a webinar entitled What Does AUKUS Mean for Australia? I'll add links to both these webinars on our website, where you'll also find our previous shows at 3cr.org.au forward slash radioactive. That's it for today. You've been listening to The Radioactive Show, produced for 3CR at my home in Nam, Melbourne, and broadcast across these stolen lands known as Australia through the Community Radio Network. If you want to get in touch with us, please call the 3CR office on 03-9419-8377 or email radioactiveshow.3cr at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and here's to a nuclear-free and peaceful future. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.